Now, there are many Bible passages that we could have had read this morning. Um, But this passage from Luke chapter 2 is one of my favorites. As I already kind of mentioned growing up, and for most of my life, uh, Christmas Eve services were an absolutely um, wonderful way to celebrate Christmas. In fact, our Christmas Eve services growing up at St. John's in Seward, Nebraska, almost overshadowed Christmas Day services. In fact, in a lot of churches, even today, people come on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day is lightly attended. We're kind of doing the flip-flop of that. But it is not Christmas Eve at Restore. Uh, rather, we have gathered on Christmas Day to celebrate in song, uh, to worship in prayer, uh, to uh, participate in the Lord's Supper, and to just to focus at, on Christ at Christmas. Now, as I was thinking about today, you know, we have very few traditions here at Restore. You know, when you're only a little over 10 months old, there's really not a whole lot of stuff that you can say, well, you remember last year when we did this? Well, next year we can all say, remember last year when we did this, when Mary Evelyn sang that beautiful song or something like that? We can go back and look at where we have been. Um, But one of the newest traditions we actually have is that Advent wreath. And we've been walking around it for the last four weeks. Uh, and today we light that additional candle, really, in, in, in anticipation of Christmas. Now, just kind of a little refresher for you. That very first candle represented hope. And we looked at hope in the light of Christmas and hope that's found in the Christmas story. And then that second candle uh, was the candle of peace. And we looked at peace and how it relates to Christmas. And then there was that, that third candle, that pink candle, the candle of joy. And then last Sunday we lit the fourth candle, which was the candle of love. But today we light the center candle. This is so-called the Christ candle. Now, why did they call it the Christ candle, and why is it so much bigger than the other ones? Because the other ones seem pretty cool to start with. Well, the Christ candle is the center because the Christ candle reminds us that Jesus is the center of Christmas. Now, those four outer candles are certainly important. I mean, all the things about them, peace and and hope and, and love and joy are, are all really great things, but they really uh, don't make much sense without Christ at the center. So Christmas is a time of hope and peace and joy and love, but once again, it's only because, only because it's Jesus. So we're going to take a look at Jesus as the center of Christmas this morning, and uh, we're going to reflect back on real hope and real peace and real joy and real love. The first reminder today on Christmas is that there is really no real hope without Jesus. See, Jesus is the center of Christmas because there is no real hope without him. See, when we looked at the Advent candle of hope, we saw that hope in Christ is what gets you through the waiting. Have any of you experienced times of waiting this year? Maybe some of you have been sitting waiting in doctor's offices. Time doesn't move very quick. Now, when we look at the Advent candle, we saw that Christ gets us through those difficult times. Uh, We also saw that hope in Christ helps you go the distance. And we saw that hope doesn't disappoint and that all hope in this world is centered on Jesus. We also learned that Advent is a season all about hope and anticipation. 
It's about the people of the Old Testament waiting 4,000 years to have a prophecy fulfilled in anticipation of the coming of Christ. And it's also about us here, 4,000, well, 2,000 more years, 6,000 years. Now we're on the other side of this, and we are also waiting and longing for the second advent, for Jesus to come back. Because uh, God promised to send Jesus the first time, and he did. God promised to send Jesus a second time, and guess what? He will. And some days, if you're like me, the sooner the better. That would be okay, like before it gets cold outside and your furnace is stopped. Uh, working and your 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 water freezes up and you have to use mallets to pound water for the horses. <laughs> you know, all of those kinds of things. But it's also this hoping uh, and waiting and longing for his return. Uh, now, so Christmas is all about hope because it's all about Jesus. And because Jesus, or because God sent his son into this world, guess what? You and I have hope. We have hope for today because Christ is with us. We have hope for tomorrow because Christ has always promised to never leave us. And we have hope in eternity because we know Christ is going to come back someday to take us home. Some of us sooner than others, perhaps perhaps all of us at the same time. But he's promised to come and take us home with him where we will live forever. But if you look around you today, uh, too many people live without hope. And the reason is because they live without Jesus. And so that's the very first reason Jesus is the center of Christmas, because all real hope is found in him. The second thing to remember is that there's no real peace without Jesus. Now, when we looked at that second candle a number of weeks ago, we saw that Jesus is the one who brings peace with God. He came into this world to save us from our sins so that we could be restored into a right relationship with his father. We also saw that Jesus came back to bring peace with ourself, that when we come to trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior, you enjoy a wonderful peace in your heart, and it's kind of a, a personal peace unlike anything you can find in this world. We also saw that we can experience peace with other people, because when you put Christ first, what happens? You begin to pray for your relationships, good, bad, and ugly relationships, because Jesus reconciles those people to himself and we need to learn how to reconcile ourselves to other people as well and finally we saw that jesus brings peace on earth that when jesus returns he is going to rule this place now we can argue all we want about politics like who's in charge and who's the leader here and who's the leader there Uh, someday there will be there will be no discussion we'll know who the boss is when he comes back and at that time all wars and conflicts will cease And even the world of nature and animals will be at peace with each other uh, because all peace in this world is found only in Jesus, the Messiah. I don't watch a whole lot of network news. In fact, I don't watch any of it on television. I have about four different news networks that I do read uh, from time to time. It doesn't take me long to realize, spending five or ten minutes, that our world is sadly lacking peace And I'm going to suggest to you, because most news commentators won't say it, the reason we lack peace is because we lack Christ. And sadly, being a church consultant and somebody who follows churches and follows pastors, what we're seeing is that people, even that attend church, have a diminishing relationship with their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Two and a half years ago, COVID hit. Guess what? Churches were empty a long time. 
Guess what? Churches are still kind of empty. Some churches have actually closed. They kind of figured, well, maybe they weren't getting anything out of church to begin with. I'm not sure what the reason was. But if you have no relationship with Christ, you have no peace in your life. Religious leaders in this world aren't going to help you bring peace. Uh, Political leaders, well, they kind of stir up everything besides peace. Um, Pop psychologists won't bring you peace. Uh, Drugs and medication and alcohol are not going to bring you peace. Only Jesus will bring what we know to be true, and that is lasting peace. After all, one of his names is what? He's the prince of what? He's the prince of peace. He's the Savior who came into this world to bring peace between you and God. He's the coming king who comes to reign in peace over this whole earth. Now, we heard it in two different ways today, both in the video and in the reading that Lair shared with us about the angels. The angels announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds. They sang songs of peace on earth, good will toward men. So that's the second reason. The second reason that Jesus is the center of Christmas. Because Jesus brings peace and there's no real peace without him. Well, the third thing and the third candle we talked about is there's no real joy without Jesus. When we looked at that pink candle, uh, actually, I wasn't here to see that. That was the week Jeff filled in. Thanks again, Jeff. What? You lit that candle. Okay. And I know who to blame for that. When you lit that candle uh, three weeks ago when I was home sick, you saw, uh, I say we saw because I also recorded the sermon for that day anyway later, uh, we saw that Jesus brings the joy of salvation. And again, there's no real joy without salvation. If you aren't saved, I don't know how joyful you can possibly be. We also saw... Uh, if you listen to the message later, I'm sure Jeff brought this up somewhere along the line, too, that joy leads to proclamation. Uh, good news is for sharing. Uh, I, I've seen on my Facebook page in the last couple of days, people who've had babies and grandbabies. I've, one of my good friends, one of the original Rat Packers, their 28th grandchild was born. I asked Nancy this morning, what would it be like at the Vogel house if every kid got $100? Their kids, <laughs> what, we got six of them or seven of them, and then 28 grandchildren. I said... Jim's going to have to go back to work, like me. Um, but see, when things like that happen, or uh, one of the young men that was at, at Lord of Life, who is now a student at Concordia Seminary in Fort Wayne, got engaged the other day. And that's real joy. People are really happy about those kinds of things. But we kind of see that all true joy in this world is really uh, found in Jesus. As I see people who are celebrating birth or celebrating engagements, they're always thanking God for bringing special people into their lives. But see, once again, when the angels announced the birth uh, of Jesus to the shepherds, they not only sang songs of peace in the sky, they also proclaimed good news, gospel, uh, a great joy to all people. And after the shepherds went to uh, Bethlehem and found the baby Jesus, I mean, these shepherds, these are, this is the low-class people in society. What they do, they ran back because they were so full of joy, they had to tell everybody about Jesus. They just could not wait until the next day. And then they were so filled with joy in sharing the good news of Christmas, it says that they returned back to their flocks. I don't know where they shouted to the sheep. You know, Jesus was born. But whoever was close, they were telling them, Jesus is born today. And there's a great joy. They told them the things they'd seen, that they'd heard, just as they had been told by the angels. 
Now, our world today offers a lot of entertainment. I was entertained yesterday to watch my Cowboys and the Chiefs win football games. That was kind of nice. There's a certain amount of excitement at this time of the year. Uh, There's a lot of thrills, but sometimes I'm not so sure that there's a whole lot of joy. People are kind of going through the motions just to get through the season and on to the next year sometimes. Especially if we've lost someone in our life this past year. And maybe some of you have. You've had uh, people got sick and passed away. Uh, Nancy and I had two of them within our uh, close family relationships this year. A sister-in-law and then the wife of uh, one of my former associate pastors. And when that happens, it kind of colors the season for us. I wrote a couple of notes the other day and sent them uh, particularly to one person who is experiencing his first Christmas without his wife. And I know it's going to be difficult, even though he's surrounded by children and by other people and by his church. But joy is still in the midst of mourning. In fact, there's a song that says joy comes in the morning, M-O-R-N, but also joy also comes in the M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, the morning. So that's the third reason that Jesus is the center of Christmas. He brings joy that's deeper and happiness and even deeper than our sorrows. So there's no real joy without Jesus. Well, the fourth candle, that fourth, uh, the third pink, uh, purple one, uh, there's no real love without Jesus. And when we looked at this candle a week or so ago, uh, we saw uh, we talked about Joseph's love for Mary. Uh, he looked out for her best interest, even though he had every right to put her away and divorce her and put her to public shame and everything else. And then we saw Mary's love for Jesus. And we heard it again today as Larry read those scriptures. She took that little baby, even in the worst of circumstances, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and loved that little guy. You know, those of you that have children, you could probably maybe remember the birth of your children the first time you held them and just, whoa, this is really cool stuff. And see, we saw God's love for sinners in sending his own son into this world as a sacrifice for our sins. And we saw our love for other people, which ought to be a natural response to God's love for us. See, when we say that there's no real love without Jesus, uh, we're not saying you can't love your family or be loving toward other people unless you're a Christian. I'm not saying that. Because there are a lot of people who don't follow Jesus who are still genuinely loving people. I know them, you know them. But what I am saying is this, whether you realize it or not, your love for other people is only really possible because of Jesus. Because Jesus is the Son of God. And you can't really experience or express fullness of joy or love without Jesus. Now there's a very short little Bible passage somewhere in First John, I think, where it just says very simply, God is love. I mean, just three little words in Scripture. And all that love comes from God. Before God ever created this world, guess what? There was God. Before the beginning, there was God. And because God was there before the beginning, what else was there? Love was there. Uh, God loved his son, Jesus. And Jesus loved God the Father. And God and Jesus both loved the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit loved the Father and the Son. I mean, there was a love fest going on before everything even began. See, God is love because... Because from eternity, there's always been a perfect relationship between the three persons of the Trinity. There's one God, three persons, perfect relationship of harmony and love. See, when God created the world, however, that love God has for himself in the person of the Trinity 
kind of spilled over onto us. It's kind of like if you've ever done this tracing a stream back to its source. You hike back through the woods. Uh, you, follow the, you follow the stream for hours until you finally find either the lake or the, the spring that feeds the stream. And so when you see any act or expression of love in this world, trace it back to its source. And you'll always find God. See, God is the source of all love in this world. See, every act of love in this world finds their source in him because God is love and all love comes from him. The whole story of Christmas is all about love because Christ is all, Christmas is all about Jesus. I think on the screen we might have 1 John 4, 9 and 10. We do. Uh, this is how God showed his love. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 2,000 plus years ago, a baby was born in Bethlehem. The little baby grew up to be a man who lived a perfect life without sin. And yet this perfect man we know uh, went to the cross and died a horrible death. And the Bible tells us exactly why he did it. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He did it for you. He did it for me. Because his father had sent him to be the sacrifice for our sins. So that's why he came. That's why he lived. That's why he died. And that's why he rose again so that he could be our savior forever and ever and to rescue us from sin, death, and Satan. So that's how God showed his love among us. He sent his son. So that's really the fourth reason Jesus is the center of Christmas. That God is love and all love comes from him because there's no real love without Jesus. I'm going to close with an illustration. How many of you know what the fireplace channel is? Only my wife, probably because I told her about it. You know what the fireplace channel is? It's great. It's great. Uh, well, the fireplace channel, there's an actual channel that simply broadcasts the fire in a fireplace on your TV screen 24 hours a day. Go to YouTube. I mean, I've had a, I've got a big 70-inch screen downstairs in the Husker Man Cave. And several times during Advent and Christmas, in spite of the fact that i got a wood-burning fireplace upstairs... <laughs> I turn that puppy on and I see that fire and I hear the crackling. The only thing I'm missing is the smoke. Now, you know, what do people like about fireplaces? Well, it's, it's the whole experience. And those of you who have fireplaces, you load them up with firewood. Don't you enjoy that? I mean, the light the fire sheds, the, the warmth uh, the fire brings, the smell of the burning wood, the crackling of the embers, all combine to make a fire a beautiful experience. But you can't have all of those things without the fire. The thing we love about the fire comes from the fire, and that the fire is at the center of what? Of light, warmth, scent, and crackling. It's the same way with Christmas. There's my transition from a, from a fireplace on the screen to Christmas time in Christ. See, we all want hope. We all want peace. We all want joy. We all want love, but some people, for some strange reason, want them without Jesus. It's kind of like wanting the light and the warmth and the scent and the crackling 
without the fire. But it just doesn't work that way. So just as fire is central to all good things about the fire, so is Christ central to Christmas. Hope, peace, joy, and love are not possible without that center candle. Christ. He is the center. We only enjoy the good things of Christmas because of him. And so as today as you kind of take a glance at that Advent wreath given to us by some missionaries, you see that center candle as you watch that candle burning today. Remember that Christ is always central too. He is the reason for Christmas. He is the one who brings true hope and peace and joy and love for all. And so as we have gathered here today at Restore for the first time in our history, our first Christmas, uh, we have come to worship, we have come to praise, we have come to follow, and we have come to believe. I love that verse in the one song that says, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord.